Okay, there we go. All right, and live. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Dave Mater coming at you with Star Trek TV and movie reviews and Star Trek The Original Series Season 3, Episode 21, Requiem for Methuselah is over and has been since 1969. But we're just getting started here on Ted Trek Wednesdays uh, here on Live Long and Podcast. Let's bring in the namesake of said podcast, my dad, Ted. How are you doing, dad? I'm doing fine, thanks. Are you ready for a Requiem for Methuselah? Requiem for, it could be Requiem for Methuselah, Requiem for, uh, for uh, Brom, could be Requiem for Alexander the Great, could be Requiem for just about anybody and anybody. Yeah, it could be a requiem for a lot of people, a 6,000-year life, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Bringing in next is the steam panelist, Jody Simpson. How are you doing, Jody? Hey, Dave. How are you doing? I'm Hi, well. I'm... And next, we'll bring in Adam Woodward. How are you doing, Adam? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Are you, you picked tonight's episode. We're going to see how you're doing. We're going to see how you're, you're, you're batting with these picks. Yeah, uh, you better be scared. I'm, I'm not, I listen. I'm with you. I yeah. had to sit through all this. I fell asleep. I had to get up and watch it again. Yes. Uh, and then uh, last, we have my brother Jeff. Jeff Requiem for Methuselah. Hello. Yeah. It's, is this a Requiem for a Dream or a Requiem for Methuselah? I don't know. I'd rather watch Requiem for a Dream. And that's a rough watch. And that is a very rough watch. Yeah. yeah turn on your speakers a bit. You're getting a bit of uh... way too much echo. Echo. Yeah. Or just point them away from the mic. Or get yeah. So yeah. Uh, who to take off? I don't know. Um, or you guys can hear me. So let's talk about this episode. Um, there's a case of Rigelian fever, and the only cure is some Rytalin. Not uh, cowbell, apparently. No cowbell. There's the fever, and the only prescription is Rytalin. No cowbell. Um, so they got to go to this planet. Uh, which name I don't remember, uh, but it's it's supposed to be abandoned. But there they meet a, a man and his robot. Uh, so and then and then his his uh, his. You've his, given away the entire story now. Well, we got nothing yeah. to talk about. Yeah, like <laughs> then they meet this guy Flint and what's her name? Where's the the lady? The blonde chick. Planet Holberg nine seventeen. Yeah, Holberg nine nine one seven G uh, to get this right talent and uh, I'm sorry, this guest star is named what? Um, Raina. Raina. Uh, she is played by Louise Sorel, who apparently. Uh, where's Jeff go? Okay, let's bring. Uh, right. She's somebody notable, right? Um, from the like the uh, uh, the soap operas or something of the of the past, is that right? I'll tell you, man. I I, I cared so little after this episode, I didn't even bother to look anything up. <laughs> okay, but uh, I know Adam knows the answer to this question. Who is this? I don't know. I see I, he didn't care either. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually do. I I, didn't. I know you usually are one of the ones that would know that. But now I'm gonna go find out. Uh, Her name is Louise Sorrell. She was on um, Days of Our Lives. There you go. And some other stuff. But, okay, here's my question. How I, – I, I don't want to – I just don't understand the, the allure here. Was it the Rigelian fever for Kirk that he is a little bit out of character in this episode with his, his – he's lovesick for Reyna uh, while he's trying to 
solve an epidemic aboard his ship of a deadly disease. And this was out all in four hours. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's a short amount of time. And he, by the end, he loves her. I'm like, you just met her five yeah. minutes ago. She's weird as hell. She's not that good looking. Like, she's fine, but she's not like, whoa, I got to like abandon everything and, and my whole mission. You know, and Spock's like, hey, can we, can we focus on the mission? What's that, Dad? I said back in the 60s, Raquel Welch would be the, you know, it's one of the top uh, girls on that everybody would want to meet and. Right. Even if it, okay, maybe it had been Raquel Welch, whoever the, the, the most beautiful woman in the world was at the time, whoever they could have got to play this part. Um, even, even if you put that into the story, you don't, I don't think it makes any sense. Like we've seen Kirk get involved before, but this was, a, this was even a little bit out of character for him. I thought, uh, Jody, what are your thoughts on this? I, this, this episode, just to sum it up is 10 minutes of good buildup and then it kind of levels out and then it just goes down. Uh, it's, I, I honestly was, was just cursing the names of everybody on this panel as I was watching this. Because uh, uh, I couldn't remember who actually picked it, but now oh, I know I it was Adam. I, so I should have just, just nailed Adam, but anyway. Um, yeah, like it, everything about this, everything about this episode for the most part is kind of, I don't know, it's it's just out of sorts. Like everything is like, it's got such a neat buildup. Like, it's like, Oh, we need to get this. We need to get this uh, material. We have to get this material within four hours or everybody on the enterprise is going to be dead. Um, the cool thing is they didn't show us any of them uh, because I wouldn't have cared anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, and, you know, obviously we have Scotty and you who are, are holding down the, holding down the fort, so to speak. Um, and all, uh, you know, our three mains are obviously down on the planet. Um, but like that, the the little like kind of edginess between the two um the the main guy of the planet and kirk the edginess between the two of them was like kind of it was interesting to start and then it just kind of got boring when they started agreeing with each other and then it's like eh, it's like it, it's it's like an episode where they're like okay well this is a great premise but what are we going to do with it and i don't think they had any idea what they were going to do with it I think they literally just, they got to that 15 minute mark and then they just went, eh, whatever. Now it's a love story. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I agree with you, Dave. It, it's everything about this episode is just off. Like there, Kirk, there's Kirk nothing, there's nothing right. Think is very off. Yeah. Off. Very off. Um, yeah. I think, you know, but, but he's got that creepy, uh, he's got the creepy Miri vibe though. I put Miri in there. Uh, but that creepy vibe where he's like, he's really close to, you know, he's touching her face and stuff like that. It's like, but he's a manipulator. He's a manipulator through the whole episode. He's manipulating her. The main guy, whatever the hell his name was. I Flint. didn't even care. What, what is it? Sorry. Flint. 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 Okay. Uh, Flint is manipulating her as well. Uh, everybody in this episode is manipulating somebody with the exception of maybe McCoy. Um, you know, but overall, I just, I, I agree with you, Dave. Like there, it's just unsettling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a bit about Jeff. Jeff's, uh, coming back. Can we get Jeff back yet? Well, he's here. Um, here, let's bring him on camera. Jeff, let's get your opinions about Requiem for Methuselah mm -hmm. in this episode okay. of Star Trek. Okay. A few things. I think they worked backwards with the plot 
I think they wanted to do a surprise, the girls and Android, and they knew they had a character that they wanted to be really old with rich history. And then they could kind of, I think they had all that, like that idea, but the, everything else before that, I think is awful. I actually disagree with Jody. I think the only good part of the episode is once they finally reveal that she was an Android, everything from then on was kind of interesting everything before that was awful it's just him it's kirk just trying to get in like like you know she's like he's so awkward and creepy he's like don't be afraid and he's kissing her and he's like everything and then like the way he feels too afterward where it's like oh he used me and he's, he feels so violated and it's just hilarious to me uh with the way kirk's acting throughout the episode um none of it really makes sense and the I don't know, like just I, I agree. It's one of the worst episodes of T- of the original series I've seen. Um, I, I, yeah, Dad, are you? Do you agree with the panel tonight? Are you? Uh, are is this an episode you like, dislike, or or ambivalent to? I can take this one or leave it. You know, like it, it was okay, but it it certainly wasn't one of the better ones for sure. Not much really happens. Um, but I think it, to me, the, kind of- the, yeah. They kind of left you at the end with how all of a sudden, he, you know, once the girl died, he, he was okay for everybody to leave all of a sudden. Like what, you know, they kind of, they kind of skipped us beat there. The, ep- the part when Kirk is fighting with Flint and he, and like Spock says, stop. And he's like, don't. And, and, and Kirk goes, stop, don't stop me. I'm fighting. We're fighting for a woman. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> he's like, everything <laughs> was Spock. Yeah. I really enjoyed in the episode um, because he was like, this is a ridiculous situation. And he was just kind of like the matter of fact audience observer in a lot of ways. He was pounding um, back sorry and brandies, Jeff. Yeah. So he was good in the episode. Everyone else I thought was like, he played a good piano. Pretty bad. He can play a waltz. yeah that went on forever he was playing the piano and they're dancing and then he's trying to kiss her and i'm just like this is who wrote this and who thought this was a good idea for this to go on this long to jerome (laughs) mixby uh here yeah yeah, this character flint um he's the most interesting thing in the episode to me yeah, he is definitely interesting. Like his, the whole concept of him is is fascinating. They ruined it though. Like it's like well, I don't get why they ruined it. Well, okay, so this is a guy. He's a he's a human being who was born six thousand years ago in like thirty four hundred BC, and somehow through some kind of random chance, he is immortal. But he's like he's a one of a kind. He's not. He's unique. And right. he, he's been all these people. He's, we find out he's been Leonardo da Vinci. He's been Johannes Brahms. He's been was, Alexander the Great. He's yeah. been Methuselah. He's been Moses. He was like every basically like historical name you would recognize. And then he said a bunch of more. Except Jesus. He got killed. So he couldn't have yeah. Jesus. <laughs> right. So I guess he actually could have been Jesus because he doesn't die. So he could have been nailed to the cross and resurrected <laughs> three days later. You know, been good to go. So maybe he was Jesus. What I can't figure out though is when when they landed on the planet, they looked like they landed in a, a field with red a red sky and like rocks and all that kind of stuff. But somehow when they got to this his headquarters, in the skyline of the city was looked like something from Rome. Yeah, Game of Thrones. It looks like the. It looks like. This is the CG thing, though. Like this, this is, is the, the remaster. remaster. I, I, I'd had to look up how it looked in the '60s when they first did this, but I'd like to see that. Can you get a side by? I can probably. That? I can probably find it. 
Give me a minute though. What's, 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 the, what's the uh what's the what's the castle called in Game of Thrones that's up on the Eerie or whatever? Or? The Eerie, that's like yeah, the uh, Eerie, yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's a little bit like that. It, the, like yeah, the, like his technology too, that he's able to not only um mask his life signs, but all of his incredible technology on this planet. The Enterprise had no idea any of this was here. When they first showed up, they just knew right. that this this um, medicine was here, uh, and that's all. So, so about that, right? Yeah. So they beam down to the planet, and it's so funny because you know uh, they bring up the tricorder and they find the you know deposit of whatever they need four kilometers away, right? And so mm -hmm. that was already the time that, and then they have the time limit. They have four hours, but they're prepared to walk four freaking kilometers to get this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Like they have, they have transports. Beam up, go over there or whatever. It, it doesn't make any sense. And then <clears throat> I, I don't like Star Trek when when they do things like this. Like it just follow, you know, make it work. And then that that um, flying robot thing comes and starts blasting them. And then you have. Um, you mean the uh, M4? Is that what it's right. called? Thank yes. you. Uh, here Very you bad aim because it missed them twice. <laughs> and then you have. Um, uh, Flint showing up, right? And Flint basically says to them, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to give you what you need. Go away. I am all powerful, and you know, phasers don't work, etc. So, so Kirk calls the ship and say, okay, you know, set your phasers on us. We're done. Then he relents, and then he's all nice. Like it just, yeah. That's that's where the episode went down. Yeah, isn't this episode just like the perfect example of an episode on a budget? And and like literally, like they even used the model that they used to shoot the show. They're like, let's bring that in for a for a scene. Well, I'm almost you know? positive that this is the episode. This is the episode, the last episode they shot before they found out that the show wasn't going to be renewed. Uh, so maybe there was some tension there. Maybe that's why we're not getting, you know, stellar acting or <laughs> anything like all, that. Uh, or writing for that matter. There's not a lot yeah. of special effects either. I mean, everything here is just in one room, basically. But um, you yeah. guys don't like uh, Way to Eden, right? I mean, I didn't see that episode with you guys, but was that the uh, hippie episode? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that followed this one. Right. Yeah. So that's when they knew. That's when they, they decided to crack out all the drugs in the offices well, and just so, go to town. So you're telling me in back-to-back -back episodes, we have Spock playing the piano, and, that, and then he's playing like the harpsichord or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Leonard Nimoy must have thought when he was playing that harp, the next episode, he must have thought, "Oh God, thank God." <laughs> He's like, "We'll do movies later." This is fine. Like, I, I really try to find something redeeming in every episode, and I, I this just the only redeeming thing I have is the original premise of this episode, which I think is good. I like, I like that four-hour timetable thing, uh, but then it turned into the exact same thing that half the fucking episodes of Star Trek are, which is, which is, there's always somebody who isn't who they were. There's always a woman who isn't who, who they were. And at the end of it, he's 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 upset, but he's going to move on. Well, yeah, he takes it like a bitch. I mean, really, at the end of the episode. Yeah. I mean, and, and Spock yeah. is like kind of looking at him like, dude, yeah, she wasn't like, real over it. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't real. You just met her. Robot. She yeah. was weird as hell. You yeah. know, and uh, you I had more in common with her than you. Uh, you it's just like. To me, the whole interesting thing is Flint and his life and everything he did. Yeah. 
And every, but the writer of this episode, and I guess everybody else thought that the idea of an artificial woman, an android woman, that's not a machine though. She was like flesh and blood. I got the impression she was like, like more like a Battlestar Galactica kind of a robot. Uh, yeah, like a Cylon. Yeah, yeah she was a Terminator. Yeah, right. Like, and and that was more what they thought audiences would respond to i guess more so than this i this idea of flint which they still threw in the episode but it's it's more of an afterthought i think i think they had originally had the idea of flint and then i think they were like well kirk's like well we have to give kirk the majority of the lines in the episode like that's what just what always happens but, but, but we're in the third season at this point and we've already seen this exact same setup over and over and over again. Like this isn't new. Like having yeah. some old Greek character or you know a character who was this, that, and whatever. You know, apparently everybody in like the 14th and 15th century Earth managed to travel. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, like to me, like that's I would just... like to mention though that this episode did air on February 14th, 1969. It was Valentine's Day, and oh. maybe they felt like they needed. I don't know if that was planned when they shot it. all, but uh, it's possible that Kirk's lovesickness is a time. It is a little overdone for Valentine's Day, maybe. Maybe like uh, Jeff might be able to uncover that when he gets to the fun facts. But maybe. Um, uh, yeah, double F with Jeff. Um, right. But uh, he. I have a question. So he claims to be Da Vinci, and they make a big point of Da Vinci. Is the uh, is this the guy that's palling around with Janeway in the holodeck? Well, good question, Jeff. Because yes, and so John Rice Davies played a holographic representation of Leonardo Da Vinci uh, mm -hmm. in Star Trek Voyager. Now, this would be presumably the same person as Flint. Uh, but does history know that? I'm not clear if Flint's story history Flint's full of shit that's the end of the discussion you say you say <laughs> he's full know, of I shit think, i think it's it's supposed he's, to be, he's like a q <laughs> it's presented as is but but i just don't understand i don't un because they say and he's gonna he's gonna die after this because he's only earth's fields kept him alive or something and he's what a bunch of bullshit that was I don't yeah, know why they felt the need to throw that in. I think they felt the need for that because they didn't want this guy in the universe that was all powerful. Whenever a big problem comes up, it's like, why don't we just go to that guy? You know, yeah, ask him what happened a thousand years ago if he knows, right? Right? If he was around for that, or if he was uh, like he—he's—he uh, he talks about being in Constantinople. He talks about he was everywhere, did everything, and somehow nobody knows his face. Um, but it's neither here nor there. Uh. You know, because he's kind of like the idea to me of almost like, you know, I'm a big fan of the Highlander movies and TV shows and the you know, idea of immortals and sort of like this secret life through history that like this would be this would this that premise that is kind of told about Flint here would be used in that franchise 20 years later. Who uh, wants to live forever? That's right. Uh, and but even Flint's place in history and how I think that this episode made star trek it, it is like a thing that um should be taught to star trek writers is don't do this kind of thing unless you have really good source material like introduce this idea that leonardo da vinci was this immortal guy because every time you go into history or you want to use that character now if, if you want to use any of these characters now like these historical figures well guess what that's flint it's all the same person now so because that's what you've established in this world Dad, you're gonna say 
But in 1969, they didn't know that. They didn't know know there was going to be a next generation, Dave. Back then, we didn't have all this. This is one episode, Ted, where I don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say anything. Well, Ted didn't pick this episode. I I did, and I'm embarrassed. I've had two episodes, and they've both been horrible. I, I, I have a good one lined up if nobody has one. So yeah, oh, you can have one. You can have next week. All right, uh, Dad. Did the idea? Did this idea of of Flint interest you, or what did you think of him as a character? Um, he was an interesting character. He was kind of um, the house he lived in was kind of bizarre, but um, he uh, he's interesting. Would you? Uh, oh, I don't know why he had all this old pictures and stuff like? And yet, no one there to even enjoy it. <laughs> like, why bother? Like, why does he have? Yeah, why have all this these possessions and things and whatever? Uh, if he doesn't like people, yeah, like if a tree falls in the forest and uh, no one heard it, does it did it make a sound? No, it didn't. Probably. Right. And well, and what do you he think he did with the rest of his years? He says he was going to work on the rest of because he finds out he's 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 not going to make it. He's not going to keep living forever. So he's going to spend the rest of his time on the human condition. What do you think that meant? I think he's probably going to die in another, you know, two or three thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did anyone else notice the flat screen TV that Flint was watching? Yes. Uh, it kind of looked like a MacBook. Yeah. I thought it was a model. It's pretty good. I mean, for this, did it look like that in the '60s when that episode aired? You know, well, the feed that was on it probably didn't look that good, but. I don't think it did, but I I would have to look at the '60s one to see that. I don't know. I There's doubt some, it looked. Like sometimes that. I wish we could see like yeah, like the just the original broadcast version of of, of certain like things. Netflix offered both. Yeah. You know, just for comparison purposes, because yeah, it's hard to kind of. Well, see. there's a lot of there's a lot of websites that do comparisons though. Yeah, and usually Memory Alpha has more information, but I don't think this episode's popular enough for no. Uh, any no one cares about this episode for good reason. Into it, I think this I'm, might be our shortest one yet. Um, because I got nothing to talk about on this episode other than I wished it ended and it did eventually. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> like it's, and the worst thing is, like the first ten minutes, I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, we're in I a can pandemic. Go with this. They're in a pandemic. We can go somewhere. Yeah, with this, yeah. No. you know what? This is kind of neat. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh, there's going to be a lot of things that we could talk about. You know, comparisons to now versus you know then, and you know we're in a pandemic. They're having a problem with this fever thing. You know, you, you could do some of their, and then that just kind of went to shit. All of a sudden, that didn't matter. Right. Like I got. Let's brush our hand across some strange woman's face a couple times. And don't you think McCoy would have been more urgent? Like, I got to save the crew. Help me here, guys. Yeah, like, even McCoy's off on this one. Like, normally he's like, Jim, stop fucking around. We need to get this shit done, you know? And and this one, he's just like, oh, she's kind of nice looking. Okay. He's some more brandy. He's got that big dumb yeah. grin on his face. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Did Let's they get say the top, though, that, like, some people had already died of this disease on the yeah, show? Yeah, four people. Four people in their Four people already life. died, yeah. Four people were dead. Okay, so and, he's down the planet. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's right at the beginning. They said something like, you know, oh, we need it within two hours or something to, you know, stop other people from dying. And then later on, it turned into four hours. And it was did I hear this wrong? I think you needed two hours to synthesize it. And then, you know, they had four hours total, I guess. That's right. Okay. But yeah. they needed a four kilometer walk in there, too, by the way. Just Yeah, which is not well, uh, sure. They could sprint. <laughs> okay, but while... 
the crew, take about an hour. Are, are dead. They're supposed to be on this mission. I just want to point out that yes, like they. I know that there's some waiting involved, but they're okay. First question: When you're at somebody's mansion and there's like booze there, right? Is it customary just to help yourself to it, or he, he did be? say he said help yourself? Yeah, he okay, did tell them that. Because I was like, oh, this seems a little presumptuous. But they're they're drinking the hundred year old Saurian brandy. They're playing pool. They are doing waltzes and uh, dances and and whatever. And this and, is what I'm and, saying, Dave. There's no urgency to, to to get to the point. Get to the point. The urgency part went out the window when okay. the girl showed up. The whole <laughs> pandemic part of the episode does not even need to be in the episode. Right. All they needed to do was go to that planet for another reason. And then stumble upon this guy. So that whole part is stupid, you know, really unnecessary. Uh, maybe they felt like they needed to give McCoy something to do, and that's why they wrote that, you know. Um, but it, it's a sloppy written episode in a lot of ways. I mean, it really is. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing where I, I where I was just completely taken out of it, like, and and Spock does help with this, but is the fight, the fist fight between Kirk and Flint at the end. It was okay. hilarious. Flint, Flint can pull <laughs> can the Enterprise out of orbit and turn it into a miniature thing. He is a man of immense talents and intelligence, and he's a Renaissance man, and he can he can do anything, right? But he is one of the worst fighters. Yeah, I've ever Dave seen. Kirk can put a headlock on somebody with some of the best of them. Yeah, Kirk is the only guy in Starfleet that can actually put a headlock, uh, you know, a god in a headlock. I love how Spock and McCoy just watch too. Like they don't try to help Kirk. Yeah, like they they're both just kind of standing like, like, oh, this is interesting that they're getting thrown around back and forth. <clears throat> not not a single thing done. It, it, yeah, it's like the prototypical example of literally nobody caring about this episode. Uh, you know, maybe other than Shatner because he had something. I to could do. literally throw random words at a fucking wall and come up with a better story than this. Like it, it's, it's just, it's, it's terrible. I agree with Jeff. This is terrible, terrible episode when it comes to writing and everything about it. Like with the exception, of, I liked the beginning. I thought if they went with that premise the whole time, it would have been all right. I think there's like, a but good all of a sudden we got the stupid love, you know, creepy love fest thing going on again. I think there's a good, like 30 seconds of solid screen time of just Kirk kissing the girl. Oh, easily. Yeah. You know, like that's a lot of time. And that weird fondling <laughs> that he's doing while they're dancing. It's like, yeah. Even, like, even let me brush your brush, brush you randomly for fun. It was like he was petting a dog or something. But he, and he, when he kissed her, he took her like a, a little bit too dramatically, you know? Like, yeah. And the whole thing, like that he needed to show her emotion or whatever. You know, and the whole like he was like observing them. Uh, Flint was observing them, uh, and Kirk was this guy that you know showed her emotion, and that's what he was trying to like. Really, it took you this long to figure out like, hey, maybe you know, put her around people, and she'll start to you know create an emotion, right? I don't yeah. know. It's Back. just yeah. I have a better episode picked. If you want to get us into the fun facts, and maybe we'll have a little bit more conversation. Double right left with Jeff. Oh yeah, I have to change it. What is it? What is no. it now? It's yeah. Double left with Jeff. Double F with Jeff. <laughs> double F with Jeff. Okay. All right. Welcome to Double F with Jeff. Uh, another great edition of the Double F for you. Um, 
one of many Star Trek productions resembling William Shakespeare's The Tempest yeah. or Irving Bloch's Forbidden Planet, which was a movie made in 1956. I've never seen The Temp Tempest. Um, Neither have I. Yeah. I'm guessing that's about... The Tempest is a play, guys. Yeah. I know that, but I've never seen it. Oh, okay. By the end of season three of the Star Trek, how many crew members died? Was it still at 430? Uh, no, the third season, I think, had the most casualties. I have no idea. Sorry, I was just reading the comment, but I guess that's out of context for anybody that's viewing this right now because they can't see it. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's Captain RGD again. By the end of season three, how many crew members died? Is it still 430? Like I didn't, I didn't know it was 430. I didn't know that. Well, what's the crew compliment? 430. That's like the crew compliment. But yeah, so that's what they started with. Yeah, but I wonder what the actual you know what we're gonna get back to that question. I'm gonna uh, look it up while we're doing our double F here. Yeah, that's probably on memory. I'll, if you look up a, a death count for Star Trek, the original series, I'm sure you, you can find. Yeah, it. I'm looking it up now. You just uh, take care of your FF there. Okay, double F with Jeff. <laughs> back to double F with Jeff. Uh, another fun fact coming at you. Uh, the Johannes Brahms paraphrase that Spock plays was written especially for this episode by Ivan Dittmers. Yeah, do you think that um, I, uh, Johannes Brahms was related mm -hmm. to Brahms? I knew you were going to bring that up. Uh, maybe. It's a possibility. Well, Flint? do you think that Flint had children? I don't know. He never said it. You know, and he well, talked he about it a lot one of way or the other. Right. But did any of the people he said have children? Probably. Yeah. And I'm like, guessing. Did Leonardo da Vinci have kids? I'm guessing Alexander the Great had kids. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, again, bad writing. You can't make somebody, you know, 50 different people throughout history and expect to get away with that. Um, okay. Uh, Flint's view screen appears to be a fairly close predictor of the modern flat panel TV that would become a commonplace household device decades later, except in 4 3 rather than widescreen format. Oh, they were close, though. Okay. I do have the count now. Okay, if anybody the, is interested the throughout the th throughout the three seasons total amount of deaths was 55 crew members 55 okay so and that means the crew would be at uh, 3 375 and change but they would reload when they, but they get new people they go to yeah. starbase well yeah realistically yeah um, anyway 55 is your answer they bring in more captain sorry of that 55 i guarantee you a lot of them were the same actors <laughs> oh i'm sure well yeah, it's actually broken works. down by uniform color too oh is red the most red is obviously the most 24 uh gold is nine blue is seven and unknowns or not uh, not related is 15 okay well there you go i guess there is something that was that, red that was subletted ff with jody were they counting reina did she die in this episode yeah she died a couple times a broken died... heart well, she depends, died six... depends on if she's actually considered alive. Did she die 16 times? Because there were 16 Reinas in the, in the closet there. Yeah. That was weird. Uh, anyway. Reminded me of the most terrible alien movie ever, which is Resurrection. Reminded me of that when they were in there. Speaking of Reina, the last name of Reina is Capic, which is an anagram of the last name of Carol Capic, the Czech author who popularized the term robot. Oh. Hmm. 
Now that's a that's a double F with Jeff. Bam! Double F. Bam! Are y'all done? No. <laughs> Are um, y'all done? <laughs> no, no, we're not done here. He said two things. Are you done? <laughs> double F is Jeff. Talk about it. Double F with Jeff is just getting started. Mr. Flint invites Kirk, Spock, and Bones to his palace, which is the same scene uh, from afar in, guess what? The Cage. An eastern palace that with blue details, golden rooftops, a giant moon or other planet in the background left, and a smaller Saturn-like planet left of that. In The Cage, this is the stage for the fight between Captain Pike and the quasi-Viking giant. In the remastered Star Trek, this image was replaced with a new background. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Nothing gotta, to be said. Yeah. Under carriage of Flint's robot M4 is a reused portion from the upper carriage of the Nomad from the Changeling. Here, here's the one the one thing that really stood out to me, Jeff, is being odd. And maybe this, you're, you're going to bring this up. But there's this whole sequence here at the end where uh, Kirk is passed out and like. Yeah. And, and, and well, I thought he was just really sleeping. I thought he was just sad. Dead. And then he couldn't hear McCoy. And I was like, well, that's weird. But he does a mind meld to him here, doesn't he? Forget. Tell yeah. him to forget. Right. Just like he tell in Wrath of Khan, he'll tell McCoy, remember. Yeah. yeah. He should forget this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us all one of those mind melds? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best metaphor for the whole episode. You're right, Adam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, this is the only time in uh, the original series in which the star date is given with two decimal places instead of the usual one. Point that point. should have been our first indication right there. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, the writer didn't even know that not add two. You know, yeah. he was like, I don't know, point two, point five. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, in the preview trailer, the view of Kirk's face saying, My crew is unobstructed, the shrunken ship had not been spliced in yet. Okay, yeah, just that whole scene where he's looking through the like the view screen and he's looking at the little ship, like right. that was very much okay. like um, Q, like Q did in an episode. Uh, I think it's uh, I have the fun fact. Flint is Q confirmed. Okay, here it is. Captain Kirk peers into the bridge <laughs> of the Enterprise through the view screen. Star Trek Voyager Death Wish has a similar moment where Q does the same thing when. Uh, when Quinn shrinks the USS Voyager to the size of a Christmas ornament. Hmm. It was an attempt to sell more Christmas ornaments through Hallmark. You have that Christmas ornament, don't you, Dave? Um, of the Enterprise? Yeah. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, so back to Double F of Jeff. Um, okay, in the third season blooper reel... There is a shot of the M4 on its dolly mount being wheeled toward William Shatner by its operator. There is also a clip of Leonard Nimoy rocking his head sarcastically while fill-in elevator music plays for the scene where Spock plays Johannes Brahms' waltz for Kirk and Reina. Ivan Dittmer's performance was dubbed in later. Okay, question about this M4. Um, is this, like, did this really take you out of the episode? It, like, floating around on the string it's clearly on or whatever it is? Uh, no. Or is this, like, you had, you thought, ah, oh, this is pretty good for the time. It's Wait, good is, for the time. Isn't that funny that, you know, Spock just sat there that whole time and he was he was pretending to play the piano? Like, there was, he just was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, that's, that's all he was doing. He, he's an actor. He, he no, was, was it Spock playing the piano? No, no. it was all dubbed in later. <laughs> 
So he fooled dad. So I guess it worked. Fooled him. Oh, right. he real... Good acting. Good acting. He should have got an Emmy. <laughs> uh, Jerome Bixby revisited the immortal man theme in a novel uh, slash play filmed as the man from Earth. I don't hey, know Jerome Bixby's that... written quite a few episodes, right? Like he, this is. Um, he wrote the Dove. He wrote writing. He likes Mirror Mirror. Yeah. He wrote by any other name. Like these are good episodes. This is. And then he wrote this. And then he wrote this. This episode includes the newest. I'm guessing the check bounced. That's probably what happened. This episode includes the newest footage of the Enterprise seen since Mirror Mirror, utilizing the three foot model built to demonstrate the Enterprise shape in 1964. Now, yeah, I was like, what happened to this thing? I wonder if it's. Still around. There's oh, somebody has that for sure. Someone's got that for sure. It's probably sure. in the Smithsonian or something. Maybe that's the original one they shot like the the stuff with. I would yeah. imagine so. Like, because like, why would they make a new model? They would just use the model they use. But I thought the the model they filmed for like the like the stuff was even bigger than well, this. It, it might like, be. Not... Maybe that was. I don't point. know if they're going to make a model a new model in your third production year when you're not sure if you're going to have a fourth. Well, I don't know if you'd spend that money. <laughs> I guess not. Like, but this this is a lot smaller than the one they I know because the original one they built was like the si oh, not the size of a car, but no, it was like something like it was like five feet long or something or four feet yeah, long. I have a picture of it somewhere. No. Uh, okay, so Flint and Reina are very similar to Rohan and Kalinda from By Any Other Name. Rohan, also written by Jerome Bixby. Yeah, that's one of his better episodes, I think. So yeah, he kind of he he's running out of couldn't be worse stories, I guess. Some of the <laughs> Adams like got indigestion because of this episode. Um, of what episode? Called, it was called by any other name. By any other oh, name, name, yeah. Have we done that one here? I don't think so. Oh. Not sure. Some of the furnishings in Flint's castle are recognizably recycled from previous uh, episodes. Spock sits in the ornate chair used by Korab and Sylvia in Catspaw. In the outer room of Flint's laboratory, just in front of the uh, vertical gr grill, is Liviana Charvanek, uh, her communications box from the Enterprise incident. In the same room, the back walls are lined with the consoles from Elba 2 control room from Whom Gods Destroy. So they're, they're picking things from all over the place. Yeah, they, it's making things work on a budget. Yeah, Max Evans auditions for a role in a fictional episode of Enterprise, directed by Jonathan Frakes, in which the Enterprise crew have uh, contracted Rigelian fever, and Doctor Flox must obtain Rytelian to cure them. Rytalin. Rytalin. Not oh. to be confused with Ritalin. Right. <clears throat> Ritalin. It does. It, you could pronounce that as Ritalin. Um, okay. Uh, Flint's view screen appears to be the Beta 3 lighting panel used in the Return of the Archons. It is also similar to the one seen in Where No Man Has Gone Before, which we watched last week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the close-up of the sheet music of the totally unknown waltz of Brahms, as declared by Sp Spock, is actually a handwritten copy of a very famous Brahms waltz, waltz number one in B major of the 16 waltzes. Um, this sheet music does not replicate what is heard. The original waltz that is played <laughs> by Spock, which was written for the episode. Somebody actually looked at that and said that that's not what Spock's playing. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's how he's played at all. It's such an original. Uh, okay. Uh, after Route 66, build your horses 
with their Backs to the Sea, which came out in 1963, this was the second time that Louise Sorrell played William Shatner's love interest. Hmm. Interesting. What other episode? Uh, it was a different show, actually, called oh, Route 66. Build your ho- your houses with their backs to the sea. It was that episode was called. Oh, okay. This story's MacGuffin is a plaque medicine called right or Ritalin, accent on the second syllable. Uh, in real life, Ritalin accent on the first syllable is a commercial name for the uh, psychiatric drug methylphenidate used to treat attention deficit hyper hyperactivity disorder. It is unknown whether the naming uh, was a deliberate allusion. I say it was. They named Ritalin after this. They named Ritalin after Ritalin or Ritalin after Ritalin after Ritalin. But Ritalin didn't exist before 1969, did it? No, no. I guess that name, that name probably didn't exist. Maybe the drug did. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Actor James Daly, who played Mr. Flint, is the father of Cagney and Lacey's actress... Time daily. Hmm. Oh, okay. okay. That's a 70s And now we're going to go into uh, a few more fun facts here. Okay. Flint was born in Akarin in Mesopotamia in th- 3834 BC. Okay. Yeah. I got a question about Mr. Flint here. Um, mm-hmm. If he's born in 3400 BC, no, 3834, 3800, even worse. Okay, my understanding is that human beings used to be smaller, right? And we've gotten bigger as the centuries and thousands of years have gone right. on. Right? He should be like four feet tall. He should be like four feet tall, but he's. Yeah, but he kept reproducing himself and into different people over time. So, but he, but I he was guess. still the same body. He didn't get a new body yeah, he said he got stabbed through the heart and didn't die so uh, that's to presume that it's the same body that got stabbed through the heart and whatever year that was he said he was a soldier to start he was a nobody that's what he said in mesopotamia and then he didn't die and then he was immortal much like duncan mcleod in highlander which like that let's go on to another double f with jeff flint's life and methods of avoiding dis- uh discovery uh pre-sa- pre-age those of Connor mcleod in uh highlander uh, the original series season three DVD release incorrectly spells Rena's uh, name Rena R E E N A in the end credits. Her name is shown in the episode very clearly as Rena R A Y N A. During the reveal of the multiple versions of the Android, the correct spelling could be seen in the end credits on the earlier Laserdisc and VHS releases and was later restored for the original series season three DVD collection. But there it is Rena. Rena. While best known for his robot play, Carol Capek also wrote a play called Beck Macropolis about a woman who lives in an immensely long time but is faced with death by the play's end. Okay, so where Spock uses the mind mail at the end and tells Kirk to forget in Star Trek II, uh, Khan, he used the t- technique on McCoy and tells him to remember. So you guys were right to pick up on that this episode is referenced in uh, an episode of voyager called concerning flight when captain Catherine janeway mentions that captain kirk claimed to have met leonardo da vinci so i guess i guess his there uh, his secret wasn't safe with him okay uh and finally it seems that odd that the death of Raina Capic, a woman Kirk has known for a short period of time, would affect Kirk to the point of compromising his ability to command when the deaths of Edith Keeler in The City on the Edge of Forever and Mira Mani in The Paradise Syndrome did not. 
No, like he knew her for the better part of an afternoon. He seemed to have nothing in common with her, and he had no chemistry. Yeah, but he's just a lonely man, Dave. He's a horn dog. <laughs> but it wasn't just that, though, in this episode. I mean, he could have done that. He was in love with her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he he wasn't with Edith Keeler, who he spent way more time with. I don't uh, think. I think he just liked the competition with Flint and the fact that he yes. thought it was creepy that Flint said he's her dad, but then yes. he was. And it was like a. Killer must die. It was like yeah, that's true. But it was like a protective thing with yeah Kirk. Like he, he was trying to protect her from him. Uh, and then he makes the same argument, Dave, that Picard makes for androids as well, that they're they're real people uh, to make free choice, which was, I thought, the best part of the episode was Kirk's speech at that point. But, um, did it, okay, did that seem out of character to anybody? Because Kirk yes. uh, has not been friendly towards androids in Artificial Life and other episodes. No, he years. kills computers, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, he talks, talks about death. Yeah, he talked to this one to death too. I mean, really, he loved this. He kinda, one yeah, he didn't mean it for her to die, but he does kind of talk her to death. <laughs> he's just a lonely man, Dave. Uh, and now he's got to go for a nap. Got that red jelly and fever. And that's it for uh, the double up with Jeff. All right, let's get to ratings. Uh, oh, I got to take that down. I should replace it. Okay, uh, where is it? Uh, Bring it in and go. Oh, I have one, one, one more quick fun fact. Uh, actually, it was a goof. Flint references an outbreak of the Black Death in Constantinople in 1334, but this was actually the date of the first major outbreak in China. Black Death didn't actually reach Constantinople until 1346. Ah. He, well, he might just have forgotten. It's a long life. That's true. It took 12 years for the Black Death to get from China to Constantinople. That didn't hey, I, I barely remember what I had for dinner yesterday. So, you know, if, I, if he's mixing up a couple uh, a couple years, no big deal. Okay. Um, Jody, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, why don't I start it off with the negative? Um, I'm going to give this a three and a half. Okay. Oh. All right, uh, Adam, you're up. I'm sticking with I'm with Jody on this one, three and a half. Okay, and Dad, I'll go for a five. Always five. the optimist. Yeah. <laughs> My turn. Yeah. Uh, two. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm going two and a half. So we are definitely not near the IMDb average for this episode. <laughs> no. So the IMDb <laughs> average is seven point four. We are. You guys are too way too skewed by the uh, the power of the new series. Yeah, no, 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 no. I hate those two. Not in this. Think, <laughs> we have to think more like 1968. <laughs> We're trying to. We even in 1969. I, I, I hear you in my head every time I'm watching this show. Okay, every time I'm like, what would he say? You what gotta understand. They don't understand, guys. They thought in 1969, Kirk kissing a girl for 20 straight seconds was a good idea. Yeah, Do you know, when we watched this show in the 60s, we never, ever once noticed that they reused the prop. Oh, that, we're not, we're not. That's not, not why it's that. rated low. That is nothing to do yeah. with it. Did you, you know, watch the episode, Ted? These are some of the things that you guys are mentioning all the time. Is oh, you know, the budgets and stuff, and they use reuse the prop. Well, we, the, didn't, we didn't care. We didn't care. We didn't care. 
No, I've never judged them. I've never made a judgment based on the fact that they had to reuse sets and shit. That happens all the time. Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, They dress sets constantly differently. ISBDUC or something is 7.4 and our combined average is 5. I was still 2.5 below the where most people think it should have been. Well, but look, look, look out of their way to rate this must like it. Okay, um, look, yeah, look above my scores on certain other episodes. I have given the episodes I liked. High yeah, scores. like look at our averages, Dad. You can see that Jody is a little bit lower than us all, but the rest I'm of very us are very skeptical. We're all pretty much in the same. I'm pretty, I'm, I bet you if you did a, an analysis, I'd be the closest to the IDMD. Well, you are definitely the highest. Like you have the seven point seven, and that is the seven point seven. Yeah, you're right. The IMDb. Uh, you guys, oh, so you guys can see that. Um, to my scores, and then look at it to, to all of yours, and just get us give us a report on that next week. Dave. Yeah, IMDb is seven point seven. Yours is seven point seven. Can see it right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right on average with IMDb. Jody is the biggest hater. Yeah, Jody's I am the biggest hater right now. Yeah, but he's not that far below us. It's it's. So you no. should be close to IMDb. No, I shouldn't. I'm <laughs> no. not IMDb. Because, Dad, you got to remember the people that go on and I don't go with the crowd, man. I go with what I feel. If you go to IMDb and take the time to rate an episode like this, you're gonna give it a good. You score. love the episode, yeah. It's that simple. You know, yeah. so so like, right. I, like it doesn't have a lot of votes in this episode either. So. <laughs> okay, so. Dad, I'm sorry if it's not as high as you'd like it to be, but would you like maybe to pick another episode? Does somebody else have an episode that we can watch? Now? I have I have two lined up. But I don't know if we've done the one or not. So the okay, first I one I wanted to do was Galileo 7, but I might think we might have already done it. Did we do that one already? No, we haven't done Galileo 7. Okay, well, I'd rather do that one then. Does, everyone, does anyone else have anything else that... So my two my two picks were either Galileo Seven or Private Little War. Uh, or but we did we we've done Private Little War. Oh, uh, did you do it? I wasn't on that episode then. What about Operation Annihilate? Yeah, I think we did that one. Did we do that one? Did we do Operation Annihilate? No, I thought we did. Oh, no, I want to do Galileo. Galileo Seven's an awesome episode. I like. Galileo Seven scared me as a kid. I want to watch this one again. Yes, let's do this. We're doing the Galileo Seven. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll do Jeff the week after. Okay, we, we we're gonna start like crossing them off the list pretty soon. Uh, well, what you need to do is in that little sheet that you have there, put the ones that we've already picked. So that way, Jeff, next week when we say, "Hey, Jeff, which one do you want?" We already know it. Okay, okay like get a list of what's left, basically. Well, we do need a list of what's left because we're now past that halfway threshold, right? Right. So we're gonna eventually start picking episodes that are constantly ones that we've already done way back when. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, like there's we've watched them all in order, and eventually I'm going to do some kind of like season one versus season two. And uh, Adam, there's a number of like Jeff. Adam has the most episodes that aren't like filled in uh, because yeah, you need a list, Dave. I'm going to go back and watch them, and I'll rate them. Okay. Yeah, here I keep saying I was going to do that, and then yeah. I, I'm just going to send you an email uh, or start at least one. Right now. All right. Yeah, send me it too because there might be an episode or two that I missed as well. Yeah, this uh, this is a pretty cool episode, Jody. This one, Galileo I Seven. like that episode. I remember it fondly. I send yeah. you guys the sheet. I can just send you guys the sheet. Um, yeah, so which is I, season I, one, episode eighteen, I think. Yes, is so Galileo. We'll, we'll be doing the Galileo Seven next. Uh, yeah, it's a cool. It's a very Spock centric episode too, which I like. 
Right. It's kind of like Spock in command for the first time. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Like, it's an early version of that, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. All right. So that I, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, thanks to Dad and Jody and Adam and Jeff for being on the podcast. Um, just uh, just to plug. Oh, what am I doing? Uh, just to plug a few things that we have coming up this week or on every week on Tuesdays, we do D space nine rewatches, Jeff, we're coming up to the end of season two here. We just did, uh, the last boring Bajoran episode last night. So, uh, you well, know, not the last, which not the last, but <laughs> there's there a lot of boring Bajoran episodes in the entire <laughs> series, but there's we got through it and there's more. Which one did you do last night? The you collaborator, the one where Vedic oh, Ryle, that one's terrible. Really just sucks. Yeah, no, that's, uh, 24th episode right oh, yeah that, it's, it was a rough yeah. episode i mean it's it was, brutal we yeah. wanted to talk about anything but the episode. <laughs> so, so but anyway we're going into season three the dominion arc is about to start and and what a time to be on these uh, that's when ds9 gets awesome yeah the defiance coming very soon uh on wednesdays here we do original series uh thursdays we we're doing star trek discovery star trek lower decks and star trek picard so if you haven't watched any of those shows all that's there companion podcast for every episode including uh season deep dives things like that uh different different podcasts we have there uh on saturday we're gonna be doing star trek radio theater we're doing our next episode which is actually gonna be an original series episode uh, smaller cast this week. There's not a lot uh, going uh, to, uh, even though this looks like a lot of roles, there's actually not. So we're going to be doing Mirror Mirror as we can hear our Mirror Universe theme. And this is our stop on the original series. So check that out Saturday night. Uh, hey, Adam, how was your first time last uh, Saturday? I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I, really I haven't did. listened to the episode yet. So it's, it's our shortest one. It's like only 45 minutes. So uh, if you haven't heard Why that, was it in two parts, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, because there was a there was a, uh, a problem with the stream. So basically, uh, the stream stopped watch. working in the middle of the broadcast. I didn't oh, notice fuck. it. So <laughs> we had to do the second half of it again. So oh, shit. And then I had to edit it together after the fact. Yeah. So yeah, I saw the edited ones all together. But the second half of that of our last episode is our second take. So we're actually rehearsed at that point. See, I like I, to go back and listen really to the live ones because I like to hear all the screw ups. Yeah, but Jody was funny because you know how these guys hate Stamets, right? And uh, I, I don't. But after this episode, I completely hated him. Jeff played him so well. Yeah, <laughs> good. I tried. <laughs> I, tried I tried my best. I'm thought, glad to hear that you had a good time on it. It was good. It was good. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Right. When uh, I found out you're going to be on it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a good suit, but well, I guess we'll find out. Right, and we also uh, we also have trivial debates, which we just did on on Sunday, Jody. Uh, you were one of the contestants. I won't spoil it, but uh, you were it was you and Jason Doan and uh, and Chris Seymour competing, which Eamon Mater hosting. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to go do that. Uh, it's on trivial debates and on the channel. Super Mater Brothers podcasting coming at you, Big Brother Canada eight coming soon in March. If you're That's into right. that show, okay. Uh, want to thank everyone. Thanks, Dad. Um, uh, thanks everyone again, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Okay. Don't forget, dog. Live long and pop. Oh, thank you.